0: Hello there, my friends. Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me as we talk all about the stories you're living by and the stories you're writing and the stories that you might even like a little coaching help with. I love to come to you live every Thursday at 4 o'clock Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we offer you a replay here at KKNW. And that's on Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific and 9 a.m. Eastern time. Like I said, it is a delight to be with you. I bring you a new topic, often about writing each week, but definitely about stories in general. And you know, I was sitting here thinking we're, uh, at least in live time, we are approaching the very end of September. September just like came and went, boom, real fast. But you know what September is traditionally for me, it's that time of year that we go back to school. And I love that. I love that in the Pacific Northwest, all the kiddos get all dressed up right after Labor Day and go back to school. And when I was teaching at the college, I would suit up in late September and go back to school. And start in with three new fresh classes and new students and every now and then there'd be those students that were coming back for a more advanced class. It was just so exciting and I can't help thinking that way. I mean it's true that it's been about five years now since I've been at the college but I, I can't help thinking that September is when we go back to school. So you know where I'm going with this. Our show today is Back to School for Writers. That's you. Yeah, Back to School for Writers. And I'm, I'm sure you can hear that I just think teaching and learning is the greatest thing ever. So I just couldn't help myself. We're going to talk about what is in store for you when you say yes to up-leveling what you already know. Maybe getting a little education, finding yourself in a writer's group, all those wonderful and groovy things that support a writing practice. But I also want to talk about education in general, not not necessarily institutional, but in general, just the whole idea of saying yes to learning more to wanting to elevate yourself more, to wanting to know more. Now, naturally, because I love the school system and being one who was an educator, September is just a time that I think about it a lot. I also think the opposite, like in summertime. I think, oh, that was always when we would have Either fewer classes we would offer or smaller classes, or you might even take the whole summer off. Wow, wow, what a time to just be off and to just be lingering in the things you want to do. I bet you have your own sort of inner clock on when you like to go at it and learn more and add on more. I was just talking with Rebecca on Wednesday, and she was pointing out that the holidays are a time when she kind of puts the brakes on things, and she's not alone in that. I, I do the same. I, I do my very best that somewhere around the 10th of December, I'm really, really, really shutting things down as much as I can so I can just dive deeply into family life but for some people that's that's not how it goes and and the holidays are the time when they fly more solo and they actually take more online things because they're not going to be with their family and everyone else they know is so sometimes we have the altered um We have the altered schedule. We have the opposing schedule. How does it work in your life? Is this a time of year when you get all jazzed up about what you're going to be learning? Is it a time of year where you're more reflective because you took a whole bunch of new stuff in the first half of the year and in the second half of the year you take a little time out? How does it work for you? If you're like me, you're getting ready for stuff that's new. So why don't I tell you a little bit of what I have on offer. I have a six-month writing program for the person who knows they want to write a memoir. I also have a 90-day accelerated program for the person who either has been writing or has stepped away for them the writing for a while and they know it's time to go back or they've just really really outlined and sketched out what this is that they want to write but they need more coaching and accountability and community those two offers are part of my signature writing program and doors are open right now because like what i said September is a time when I just get so excited about making these offers. So if this speaks to you, getting deep in your memoir, writing that book that you want to do for business, putting together that legacy piece, whatever it is, if it's calling to you and this is your time to answer that call, I would love to talk to you about it. You can reach out to me at my email, which is askcoachdebbie, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. You can go directly to my website, which is just coachdebbie.com. Again, Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. And anytime we're on the air, you can write to me at my Facebook page, Debbie Handrich. Instagram's a little harder to deal with while we're on the air. So uh, I also have a professional Facebook page, which is Coach Debbie. So all of those ways you can get to me. Find out about Signature Writing, the communities I hold, the one-on-one mentorship. And see if it's a good fit for you. I'd love to take time to talk to you on the phone, or even meet with you on Zoom, so you can assess what I have on offer and find out if that's what you would like to do. I also have a writer's retreat. Yep. Ah, oh, have I told you how I dreamt and dreamt and dreamt of the retreat, and then this just it, it just felt like it was the year. So I, I did this project when I was in graduate school. That was late nineties. Cause I know I graduated early 2000. Is that right? I think that's right. Early two. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. Cause now it's 2021, barely left 21 years ago. Oh, so uh, yeah, I had this project I had to do in graduate school, and you had to think of that thing, that thing you wanted to be doing in the world, offering in the world. and one of the bits about it was you couldn't say this has to be happening in the next year or two or five or ten. You just had to dream really big and get into as much detail around that thing as possible. So I did my whole project around offering writers retreats, and I, I'll i just tell you, I think it turned out beautifully, but here it was 21 years later, first retreat. But don't think for a minute that it hasn't been gelling and coming to be over time. It sure has. This year, the writer's retreat is in the wine country just northeast of Seattle. It's in an area called Woodenville, Washington. Next year, 2022, which is right around the corner, I will hopefully be offering a retreat in Napa Valley. Oh, cross your fingers for me. I'm trying to make that happen. And in the near and dear future, we're going to take it abroad. Santa Barbara is one place. Um, oh, I said abroad. France is one place I really want to go. I have some friends in Norway. Hello, Ellen, who I've been talking to about those possibilities. So it's just going to grow and grow and grow. And I would love to see you there. Any questions about things that I have on offer? Just write to me. Ask Coach Debbie at gmail.com. So let me ask you the big question. What is it that you want to be learning about and you want it to be happening in this year? Because if you're listening live, 2021, we just have a few months left. What do you want to be putting your boots in this year so that as you go into 2022, you're well-established and you can just carry on as you need to into the new year. My hope is that you're thinking about the stories that you're living by. I just want to give a shout out to some people here in my world that are just doing an amazing job, amazing job with their stories and just honoring the truth of them, whether it's the story they're living by or the story they're writing. I get to coach these people and collaborate with these people, and I am always amazed. First shout out is to Autumn. She was actually a guest on this show this time last year, and she was presenting to you her Intermittent Fasting Health Coaching Bundle. She does this four times a year. Her name is Autumn Bates. I am amazed and over the moon with the business she has built, as well as the offerings she has made to her clients and the difference she is making to those who are pursuing a very healthy life. I'd like to give a little shout out to Tim who is always thinking of ways where he can offer himself to community, to job, to his own investment in his values around security and safety. And I just wanna say kudos to you, my friend, as we are all people under construction that you pointed out to me recently, but you are really seeing the areas where you wanna grow And you are really meeting challenges where you can advance your own life story and make a difference for us, for all of us. I want to give a shout out to Scott, who had no idea he would be a caretaker this year at at this level. I know that she is madly in love with everything you are doing for her. I know it's influencing how you write, how you sleep, and how you show up in the world and how you love. And I just want to say I'm watching from over here, and I'm really impressed with you. I also want to shout out to Susan. You have had many challenges in this last year, and you have risen high. I just want to say what I have seen from over here as you have combat your health and you have stayed true to your story, it's really, really amazing. And I cannot wait to welcome you and your husband at my writing retreat, October 14 and 15. I also want to give a big shout out to Julie. Your story is one of the gutsiest stories that I've had the opportunity to learn about and I am so excited about this journey you have stepped into. And, re- and uh, Heather, I also want to say congratulations to you because you have opened your arms wide, wide open to offering yourself in the area of not only nutrition and health, but also deeply those family values. Those are just some of the people that I am working with right now, one-on-one, that in some capacity has said yes to their story. It's a beautiful thing. If you are thinking about that, let's talk in the near future. If you have a question, send it on in. Eric and I are going to take a little break right here. And when we come back, we'll see what you have to say. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Monday morning at 7 o'clock. Whether you're looking to stay in the workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Mondays at 7 o'clock a.m. here on KKNW to get re-energized, recharged, and Reignited. Hi, I'm Nathan Mum, host of Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum on KKNW. Tech Time Radio's live show is Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m., and you can always check us on the web at TechTimeRadio.com. Our segmented stylized radio gives you the breaking news before it hits mainstream media. Join myself and Mike Rodea as we'll make you laugh. That's good. Cooked so, on Fox worked for you, didn't it? <laughs> Just a little bit. And learning something new in technology, join us Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. and Thursdays from 6 to 7 a.m. The technology show for the everyday common person. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150 KKNW. Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio We are here today, Eric and I, to inspire you to think about going back to school. It's back to school time for the little children, and it's back to school time for writers. If you're listening to this show live, we are solid in the autumn time 2021 when so many people are taking, are they taking their face mask with them? Probably. (laughs) And they're back at school and they're learning new things. And this is a great time for writers to invest in learning as well. I want to share with you just a portion of a letter that I got in the mail recently from Franz. Franz was someone that I was working with last Valentine's Day because he was writing a love letter beautiful love letter but i just heard from him and he says dear coach debbie oops there goes my screen there we go dear coach debbie i am here to ask you about the problem i have around failure i know that a lot of people invest on a small budget or a large budget to write but regardless what if we invest and fail? What if we don't get our return on investment? Is this something you can predict when we sign up? I would love to know more. (laughs) Well, that's a great question. Can I predict you will get your return on investment if you take a class? But more importantly, I think, Franz, you were really asking about Failure and that fear of putting yourself out there. So, two parts, two parts here. I think one of the reasons people don't go back to school when they want to go back to school is because they know they're going to have to commit and dedicate themselves in a big way. And whenever we know that that's what's on for us, we fear that we won't come through. It's not so much that we fear that the content will be too hard, although that's the story we play in our head. We fear more so that something silly like our desire to watch that series on Netflix or our inability to get away from work and go to night school or our Inability to say no to spouse or children in some capacity, even if it's a small thing, um, we really fear that it's going to be so big and we're going to fail. And if you've spent, you know, a hundred dollars or a million dollars or something in between on a course to help you get more education last thing in the world you want is to see an F on your report card, right? You want to come through this feeling really good about yourself. So for Franz and for others, what I really suggest is getting cozy with those decisions you need to make by really looking at A, what is it you value? And B, what are you already committed to. In my life, sometimes what I have to do is look at the fact that since I live alone, it would be easy for me to think that I I have all the time in the world. But when I look at that other list, the list that informs me of what I'm already committed to, I see that I have family, an extended family. I have students in my life. I have clients. I find that even though I don't have a pet at this time in my life, I definitely have daily commitments that I need to attend to on the daily and not fall behind on and just try and do daily commitments only on Saturday doesn't work so well that way. When you can do something like this, look at what you've already committed to, and also look at what you really value, it's going to start to paint a clearer picture of what you can add. So when I think about my values, I think about the fact that I value very, very much getting my story on paper. Because once I do it, I have a whole lot of content for these live radio shows. I have all kinds of content for my classes that I teach. I also have the opportunity to share content in one-on-one situations or in group environments. Coming up, I'm going to be a speaker at an anonymous fellowship In fact, we're going to be talking more about this very soon on the air, but this is a place where there's going to be hundreds of people to partake in storytelling and to partake in learning. I don't want to mess up that story. If I invest in my value as a writer and I invest time to write, the outcomes are great. One of the outcomes is that I got invited to come and offer my story. I didn't have to do any cold calling or put myself out there. I'm already known as someone who has invested her time, who has, I have referrals that help me out. So when I look at what I value and I look at what I've already committed to, I get a sense of if I have the time and the energy to sign up. Those dollars, in, a, in an interesting way, they end up saying to the world, my values matter, and that's why I spent the money on the class. Have you ever really given yourself the chance to think of it that way? When I've, when I've worried that signing up for a class could ultimately end in failure, and then I go and I sit myself down and go, now why would you just go and think about that? Why would you think that you're just automatically going to fail? One of the things that I realize is I'm, I'm usually taking part in a class that on a financial level stretches me. So there's this automatic idea, if I'm so stretched it will be easy to fail. But what I like to do, Rather than that, is consider, if I'm stretching myself financially, I need to be very intentional that I'm going to show up for this class. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be attentive. I'm going to pay attention to the community I'm in. I'm going to do the homework. When you make decisions like that, failure really is not an option. It's not what's going to come down the pike. Let's say it's even in an area where you think you know nothing. I remember taking a class around, I don't think it was called biology. There's a, there's another term, zoology. That's what it was called. Zoology. It was basically human anatomy and physiology. I mean, why do they call it zoo when it's humans? <laughs> there's probably a great answer to that, but I don't know what it is. But I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know where your kidneys were and, you know, where the funny bone connects to the elbow bone and all. I didn't know any of that stuff. And there was this fear that, well, I'll just get in there with all the people that already know everything and I'll just tank and everyone will see the big old F on my forehead for the rest of my life. I mean, that's the bad nightmare I cooked up. Well, here's the truth. I wasn't able to memorize all those big, giant words in that class, but I did very well. Somewhere early on, I made a commitment that I wanted to do really well. I went to class. I took quality notes. I got involved in a community that did some studying after school. I think I earned myself a B plus or maybe even an A minus in that class. I don't think of myself as a scientist on any level, but I'll tell you, I really wanted to do well. I was quite curious about the body and how all of that stuff we don't see. I mean, you walk down the street, and you don't see someone's kidneys, right? But they're in there, they're doing their job. I was curious about all that. And in the end, making the decision and the investment to add on that class helped me not only not fail, but to do quite well. There's an inner game going on when you take a class, as well as the outer game, which is making the time in your schedule, being there, doing the homework. There's also that inner game, which is I want to commit the time. I want to do this class because it aligns with my values. That's the stuff that helps you invest on a more emotional level. And therefore, you get your return on investment. I hope you agree with me on that, Franz. And I just want to thank you for sending in your question. Because as you stated in the end, you know, maybe I have a superpower where I can predict if someone is going to make it or not. I'll tell you, this is one thing I can predict. I can predict when somebody is really just off in their dream world and they don't have their feet planted on the ground at all. Usually that person, I, I give them a little homework and I encourage them to have a conversation with me in about a month's time. And that's, that's just because it's not really fair to enroll someone when I see that they're just flying around on some, you know, imaginary little carpet ride that they've cooked up and, and they haven't really seen how they are going to bring the magic to their book and how their learning is going to bring the magic to their book and how investing in a community will help bring that magic. Those are often the people that just come and say, oh, I know I need to take your class because if I get in your class, then it's just going to somehow push me to be the writer that um, I've never thought I could be. And if you push me hard enough, I know I can do it. Well, yeah, I, I don't really follow that philosophy that It's the coach that pushes and pushes and pushes that creates the athlete or the writer or what have you. I'm not saying that a good little push or, you know, pulling you along when you're having a down day can't work. But I I don't think as a leading philosophy, as a way to be day in and day out, is the way you get the book out of a person. I actually and more aligned with the value that we bring this into being as something that you are birthing. And you know that in, in that metaphor of, say, birthing a child or, or a horse birthing its baby horse or what have you, that there is that period of time when we can't see the being. The being is in the womb. The being is growing. In in human time, we require nine months for the being to grow before it is birthed into the world. Your book, it might not need nine months, might be on a a faster schedule than that. But it might need a year and nine months, or something in between, or something more. And I really believe in honoring the process of becoming a writer, honoring the process of learning the craft, and honoring the process of getting to know who you are so you can have a relationship with the readers that are excited for your book. So my dear Franz, thank you for writing in. It's always great to hear from you, and I would love to hear from you again. If the rest of you have a question that you would like to send my way for this show or for any future show, just write to me at AskCoachDebbie, AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com, and Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. I'd love to hear from you. I also have a website that has a few fields where you can click and fill in a few fields. Tell me a little bit about the book you're writing. My website is CoachDebbie.com, and I think the button you click on is called Connect. So you would go to CoachDebbie.com, D-E-B-B-Y, and just click Connect, and fill in those fields, and we'll talk about whatever's on your mind. Tell me about your book. Tell me about those ideas Keep in mind, you can always start the conversation from that magic carpet, wonderful, dreamy place. But at some point, it's going to be real important we get you on the ground and we get you working out some practical ideas as well as honoring your spirit that is really leading this project. So let's talk about you going back to school thinking about getting into your own writing path and what's on board for you. You know, one of the big, 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 big fears is in the how question. Do you remember being, oh, back there in sixth grade, seventh grade, and they taught you about the hypothesis? Remember that? That was the big word of the day in the sixth grade. You had to formulate a hypothesis, and then you had to write support for your hypothesis. This got you ready if you went on to college research writing, got you ready exactly for that. Some people cheated and lifted everything out of Wikipedia, but some people did honest, rigorous research to support their hypothesis. Honestly, a hypothesis is just a huge word for the argument that you are willing to pose. What sort of argument are you willing to pose and hypothesize? It's from a hypothetical standpoint. But usually what gets in the way of anyone wanting to stake their claim somewhere is the how question. In a hypothesis, you're really looking at the who, what, where, when, and why. But the how questions, that's what trips us up, kind of sticks with us as we go further in life, as we start to think about the things we want to get educated in We trip up a lot on how, though, how, how do I publish a book? In fact, we ask that question before we even ask, how will I write the book? (laughs) In fact, we ask that question even before we ask, how will I choose a theme for my book? And we often ask that question before we even ask, how will I find the education And the mentoring to get going on my book. It's those hows that get in the way. How am I going to do this? What's really interesting is that early in mentorship, especially when I'm working one on one with people for 90 days or six months, when I'm sitting across from them and I'm mirroring back some of these things they're saying, the person has the answer. They just didn't know it was inside of them. It's really hard to do when you're all by yourself. You can take a stab at it if you've got a journal. That can help. But when you're working with a mentor, you know, it's it's our job as your mentor, as your teacher, to tease out the little bits that are really the gems you're trying to get to and leave all the cluttering thoughts behind usually you do know how you are going to relate to your reader and how you are going to make your message come to life. But without that help, it can be very, very difficult. So I encourage you to think about this being the time of year to go back to school. What do you say I take one more little break here? And when we come back, we're going to wrap up this idea that this is time for you to get an education. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150 I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about your education. This is a great time of year to enlist in just a little more learning, a little more community, a little more mentoring. I was inspired to talk about this today just based on recent letters I received from listeners and from clients and from past clients. If you would like to reach out, please do so at AskCoachDebbie.com. This came in about two weeks ago. I was on vacation and completely off the grid in New Hampshire, which I highly recommend to do this. Just a side note, do this if you are having any trouble with your writing take yourself away for a bit. And when you come back, your writing is going to look very, very fresh to you. I was really surprised to get back to some of my projects and and just see them and feel them with a whole new set of eyes. Anyway, Amy writes to me and she says, Dear Coach Debbie, I certainly hope you remember me. I made it nine Tenths of the way through the end of my book, and I just don't know how to end it. I have no idea what the reader wants at this point. Seems like everything I have said, I have said. Is it ever possible that the book ends before you think it ends? Is there some class I should take to help me with this? Is this even making sense? Uh, Amy, of course, I remember you and. I hadn't really thought about this, so I'm so glad you brought it to my attention. We, when we are with our book and when we are, let's say, going at it as I know that Amy was once going at it, which was on a daily basis, but let's say that's continued. When we're in it, we're, we're in the, the whole tall growth of that book. I don't want to use the word weeds here. We're, we're deeply in it. And it's hard to see from the perspective that a reader has. So sometimes, even though the outline might tell you one thing, what you have written can inform you of a very, very different experience. So Amy, I think your question is, how will I know it to be true? Is it true that I have um, come to the end? How will I know that? How will I trust that? So one way is to take a good step back. You're going to have to step back so you can acquire that perspective that a reader would have. A reader is new and fresh to it. Another way to find out if you're at the end is to ask yourself about the points you have made, and to ask yourself how that feels in terms of completeness. So, without giving your book away, uh, let me just go to a different example of someone I'm working with. One of the main reasons he wanted to write the book is because it would be a legacy piece. Another reason he wanted to write the book is he felt it would be great learning for his sons. He especially wants his sons to read the book. Another reason he wanted to write the book is because he was one of the first people in his family to acknowledge that he had a real problem with alcohol and he's been clean and sober for a very long time. So when he got to a point where he felt like he had said all that he really wanted to share around those main points, even though we had hoped for that book to be 160 pages, it was fine that it came out being quite a bit less, just crossed over the 100-page mark. Now, we set out these goals early on, Because it helps us get up and do our work on a daily basis. It helps us feel organized. It helps the project establish its flow. I would even say, on the inside job, when you do this on a daily basis, it's almost like the source that gets to write through you is there basically saying, Good morning, Amy. How are you doing today? This is what I have for you today. But if you are finding that you're, uh, you said, nine-tenths of the way through, (laughs) that's a great way of putting it. If you're finding you're nine-tenths of the way through, but it feels finished, go back and look at that, that main agenda where you said, I have these things that need to happen in my book. And ask yourself, have they happened? That's really the finishing piece on your book. Another final thing would be Does that last chapter feel like the last chapter? Is there a chapter earlier that needs to come forward to feel like it? Or is there some final farewell that hasn't yet been said? I just want to offer a little word of warning, and that is when we talk about memoir, especially. We're looking at the context that we set up chapter by chapter. We're also looking at particular events in the book. But the thing you don't want to leave out at the end, and it's easy to rush through, is the significance. The significance of putting this whole thing together. It it matters. It matters that you say to your audience, what you learned from this, why this was so important to write, what from this experience, maybe it was a big heroic journey you were on, what came forward in your life. You don't want to gloss over that. Amy, if I just have any word of warning, it would be take take a step back so you can come and look at it from a more reader perspective and make sure that the significance is in the ending of your book. I'm sure it's sprinkled throughout the book, but it's it's really got to bookend the finale of your book. So I hope that has been helpful to you. Thank you for reaching out. It has been a while since we talked. I'd love to tell you, Amy, in case you didn't know, that I have a writer's retreat going on. Mm-hmm. It's October 14 and 15, which is a Thursday and a Friday. There's an overnight there on Thursday night, October 14th. There's an overnight. So we're going to start 930 Thursday, October 14. We're going to finish up Friday, 5 p.m., Amy, if you would like to participate in one day of that retreat, I would love to gift that to you. If you would like to hear about the whole retreat and what is on offer, I'd love to have a phone conversation with you. And I'd also like to let anyone know that is listening there are two seats left. I am very excited about the upcoming retreat, but. I do have to put the final touches on it really soon here. So please get in touch with me if you've been thinking about that. Just write to AskCoachDebbie. That's D-E-B-B-Y. AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com. All right. We've been talking about this idea that fall is just a great time to go back to school. Any time is a great time to learn. You know that is so true. But what I really want to emphasize is that if you're like me and you've been part of the school system, you have a time that feels most true to you. For me, it's the fall. What's really true to you when it comes to saying, I want to bite off a little more learning. I really want to get involved in more education more knowledge, maybe more community, usually as soon as you do this, some sort of fear is going to come up and it's going to stall that process for you. One that uh, I have seen again and again in articles uh, that writers have put out, but you know, a great place to go for articles on writing is the Medium. They, they tend to have just really short and pithy articles that usually focus on somewhere between two and seven things that you might want to bring to your writing. But here's one theme that I see again and again in these articles, and that is, am I any good? Writers will ask themselves this question and they will fear it to the degree that they will resist signing up for a class or mentorship or even, even just putting pen to paper in their own quiet dwelling and doing some writing. This question comes up, am I any good? Here's where I think is the big, exam- uh, the big problem with that question. Am I any good? instead of saying, is my book, is my book going to be a success, which isn't, you know, an empowering question in itself, or can I write this book? The person is identifying that they are the book. So what they're saying is, am I any good? They're identifying with writing And being a writer, that it's taking over the I statement. They could say, is my writing up to snuff, right? That's very different than saying, am I any good? Because you can quickly find yourself in a rabbit hole that goes, well, I proved that I wasn't good enough at this thing in my life, and I proved I wasn't good enough at that thing in my life. That's an identity thing. Am I any good? I. You really, really need to rework questions like that. Will my writing attract readers? Of course it will, but it's a great place to start. If you're worried, you can work with Will my writing attract readers? It's a very different question than Can I? attract readers? Am I doing it right? Will I fail at this? As long as the I is taking the place for my writing, my ideas for books, you really almost need to get that bit of separation between your identity and what it is you're doing. Am I good enough to write this book? I'm. I'm really telling you, that is going to take you into a deep, yucky rabbit hole. You don't belong there. It's very hard to write a book from a rabbit hole. Ask me how I know. Mm-hmm. That book will never be published because that book didn't get done. And there are so many writers who can tell you the same thing. The question, "Am I any good?" is not. Going to lead to wonderful writing. It's an over identification with writing and with authorship. So, when you find yourself doing things like that, step back and honor what you know is true. You know you are a lovely person, you know that you do good in the world. So, the question, Am I any good? is an identity question. What you really want to be looking at is, how might I write this book? Who might I write this book with? What might I focus on in this book? How long of a book would I like to write? You want to be getting into the questions around the task and around the mission, but you don't want to be construing that in some unorganized way that makes you think, you and your identity is on par with your book. Your book is something you're creating. Your identity is you, and they're not the same. You want to express your identity in your book. But if you think you are your book, it's going to be really hard to be honest and open and vulnerable and in a leadership position, too, if you want to be expressive so how is this topic working out for you are you feeling motivated to maybe step into the next phase of your learning think about how far you have come up to this point are you someone who has mapped out some ideas about a book are you someone who has at least talked to a friend or two and said you you even think you have a book in you Or even so, there are people that have had others come and say, you know, every time you talk about X category, I see you have a book in you. Sometimes your friends will even say, have you written down these stories you tell me? Because they can already see that you have readers. You have readers in the world that would love to learn about your topic. As we opened up the show, we were focusing on some people that are already doing this, like Autumn, who is helping people understand their health so much better, like Dawn, who is writing Legacy but is also helping others understand their story of sobriety. I mentioned to you, did I mention to you, Cynthia, who wrote a book about going from being a musician? to actually being a teacher. Now there is quite a memoir. When you look over what your mission is, it helps you understand what's next for learning. And this is a great time to do it. I hope this has served you, my friends. It is always a delight to spend Thursdays with you. Until next week, namaste.